Welcome, welcome everyone. My name is Maria Fernanda and I am your host. I am also an undocumented individual residing here in the United States and after 35 long years, I have decided to start my immigration process. That's right, my immigration process. And let me tell you, it's very exciting. It is, not gonna lie, but at the same time, it is overwhelming. And I say this because I'm facing the unknown, what have what I have avoided for 35 years. So this whole experience that I'm going through is so surreal. It's full of emotions and I feel like I am constantly on a roller coaster ride. And this is why I feel that it's so important for me to share my story, my experience, my opinion my thoughts, everything that goes along with the process in my situation, because I really want to put it out there. I want to create a safe platform where we can all just discuss our, our, you know, experiences, everything that we have been through. Everyone has a very interesting story. And since I started this process, let me tell you, our story is very common and it's not taboo like it's played out to be. Of course, um, this whole uh, platform that I have created, um, it's new. It's new to a lot of people because I, I have seen that not too many people in my situation are very open about it, which I can totally understand because honestly, for 35 years, I was paralyzed with fear. And if anybody even mentioned the word ICE, aka immigration, I would just hide and go under a rock and never come out. Let me tell you, it has been a journey being undocumented. But you know what makes it very, very interesting about this whole thing? It's all I have known my whole life. And I was pretty comfortable with it. The only thing about being undocumented was the fact that I was very limited. But like I've said it before and I'll say it again, United States has always been very good to me, even during my situation even until today. So with all of that being said, I really, really wanted to share a special moment with all of you. As I mentioned, I want to document everything about this journey, about this process, not only the actual process, the petition and, and all the legal side of it, but also the experience, the, 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 our opinion, well, my opinion, my thoughts about being undocumented. You know, I am finally starting the process of immigration and just maybe a few months in, my life has changed drastically, drastically, and it has been for the good, but with the good comes a little bit of bad. So yes, you know, I'm heading in the right direction, but that direction where I'm heading, it's, it's to somewhere I've never been before. And that is so scary, y'all, so scary. And I would be lying to you if I told you that there are not times where I feel like, what am I doing? <laughs> and then I remember, I'm gonna make a movement here. I'm gonna create a movement for all of those that are in my shoes. I wanna create a platform a platform where you can feel normal because that's all we want this is this is our american dream 
to be normal in America and do amazing things. At least I'm speaking for myself. But with all of that being said, today's episode is very special to me because I'm going to be sharing something very, very personal and very exciting. So thank you everyone for your time. Like I've said it before and I'll say it again, I know that time is something you could never get back. So I am truly, truly appreciative of your time and attention. Now, let's get started. So story time, story time. But before we get started, I did want to share some big news. Yes, huge, huge news. So for those that know me, know that I have five kids, right? One girl and four beautiful boys, right? My girl, she's my princess. Mwah! Love you. <laughs> and, and I say this because, you know, being a mom, being a mother was my my most important title and I became a mother at 16 years old so I really didn't know much I didn't know any other life but being a mother and I chose to be a mother at 16 because uh, at 15 I found out that I was illegal I was undocumented and I felt that my whole world had collapsed and pretty much I was a nobody and I would never ever carry a title so what did I do? I took a quick shortcut, did things all the wrong way, did not value myself, and I decided to get pregnant. Why? Because I wanted a title. I wanted something that was mine and no one can take it away, not even immigration. And that's not the right way to think things through. But you know what? I'll be honest with you. My children are my backbone. They are the reason why I get up every day and do what I do to show them that no one, no one can limit you but yourself, right? Like I did for 35 years. So the big news is my youngest, my beautiful, beautiful child got accepted not only to Berkeley, but to Harvard and to every other university out there. And this is amazing to say that Harvard wants my child. That's incredible. And not only do they want my child, but they wanna pay for my child's education. This is amazing, guys. And no, I'm not living through my child because I know for a fact that even if I had my papers, there's no way that I would get accepted to Harvard. And what makes it even more interesting, guys, is that he is not even in the senior year yet and they're already fighting for him. And to me, that is an amazing feeling, an amazing award uh, to me as a mother um, to to know that my child um, really outdid himself and and, and did such an achievement (laughs) that not just anybody can do. That's amazing. Now, let me tell you, every single one of my children have a special gift. 
they truly do. And not everybody's meant to go to school because I, I don't think I was, you know, um, I'm more of a kind of hands-on experience. You know, I, I, you know, I'll throw myself in there and learn. Um, I'm not much into reading when I read things, you know, I, I got to read things twice, three times just to actually capture it. So I know that my child uh, did not get his, his smarts from me. (laughs) But you know, every single one of my children have a special gift and they impress me every day. Of course, we we all make mistakes, not only as, uh, you know, as children, but, uh, uh, but also as adults. And even though we, we've been through so much um, to see my children flourish and become what they're becoming, to me, it's it's an amazing feeling, and it feels like, hey, undocumented or not or documented, I I, I did okay, <laughs> I did okay, I, and, and you know what makes it even better? An undocumented parent has a child that got accepted to Harvard. <laughs> So anyways, I'm not bragging. Honestly, I'm just so proud. And, and and just to let everyone know out there, just because you're undocumented, it doesn't mean you can't do great things. And it doesn't mean that you can raise beautiful children to be an asset to this country. I said acid, okay? Acid to this country. <laughs> so now... Now that I got that off my chest, because I have to, I have to tell the world, right? I think anyone would. I want to talk about my experience of that I've had uh, the last 24 hours. And uh, to some might seem a bit silly, but to someone like me who's undocumented, who never had any type of documents, no birth certificate, no ID, uh, nothing to show who I was until just recently. I started my process and I was able to get all these things uh, gathered. Man, from going to that to where I am today, it's so surreal. So surreal, guys. So let me tell you something. Um, for those that, that don't know, um, you know, when, when you go through the immigration process, uh, you, you get fingerprinted, okay? You get a background check. And, and it's not just a simple little local background check. You're having the FBI, the FBI run your prints, your fingerprints. Now, guys, like I've mentioned before, I have done a lot of mistakes in my past. I've never uh, hurt anyone or, you know, done any crimes or felonies or anything like that. Uh, But you know what? I did have a record. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little bit of a story time. Um, Another story time in this story time. Okay, that's gonna bring us to where we are today. Now, because um, I wasn't able to get a driver's license, even though in California, undocumented individuals are allowed to, um, I didn't qualify because I didn't have any of the documents that was needed and required by the Department of Motor Vehicles in order for you to get a driver's license. So for 35 years, you know, I drove without a license. So 
in 2002 and 2004, um, I got pulled over and um, got tickets for driving without a license and I never showed up in court. Now, I'm being real honest here. I I didn't want to go to court because I knew that I wasn't going to have a license. It was an impossible impossibility. It was impossible for me to even entertain the thought of having or getting a driver's license so I didn't want to go face my mistakes so of course those when you don't show up to court you have a ticket you get a ticket right you get pulled over you get a ticket you get a court date and you get to show up in court you can either contest it or you can make a payment plan whatever you can plead your case right well I didn't do any of that again that's another way where I neglected myself and I limited myself why because I was so afraid and fear with uh, paralyzed with fear that I didn't even go to court which those tickets turn into warrants okay and we're talking about many years back many years back so let me take you back to maybe August of last year okay my husband and I were going somewhere he says hey you want to go with me here I said okay I'll go with you now I always tell my husband drive safe follow all the rules especially when I'm in the car because I don't want you to get pulled over with me in the vehicle now you have to understand I have no at that time I had no ID I had nothing to show who I am so I'm always nervous when I got into when I get into a car especially if I'm the passenger why because you have no control of other people's actions and here you are putting yourself in this vehicle with this person and you're completely relying on them and if they mess up it could be over for you if you're undocumented and I say this because my husband as you all know is a U.S. citizen and of course he has all his ducks in a row I at that time did not so what happens he was not wearing his seatbelt he was zigzagging in and out and he happened to cut a car uh, on a turning lane that a that a cop was just a car behind or two cars I can't remember so the cops saw my husband do this and decided hmm I'm gonna pull him over my husband had a chicken wing in his hand and no seatbelt and obviously uh, interrupting the traffic with his great driving right and we get pulled over when we get pulled over, now mind you, I have my seatbelt on, I'm minding my own business, I haven't done anything wrong, guys, nothing. We get pulled over. The cop is already a bit defensive because my husband has a chicken bone in his hand. And you know, when you're a cop, you do not know what who you're, who you're gonna confront and you got to be cautious and if you see uh, uh, an object in someone's hand of course you're gonna pull out your gun right so he comes to the car ready ready to with a gun pulled out and, and tells my husband uh, you know uh, driver and uh, driver's license and registration my husband of course being the smart guy that he is uh, gets a bit sassy with him with the little chicken bone and um, you know provides him with his license the cop 
you know, sees that he has all his ducks in a row. But, you know, it's a little agitated with my husband. So he, what does the cop decide to do? He leans over and says, you, over there, passenger, give me your driver's license or ID. Now, guys, I don't know if you guys ever been in this situation when you have been pulled over by a cop. And you know you don't have the right documentation. That is the worst feeling anybody in my shoes could feel. Because at that point, your whole life, everything, your freedom relies on a stranger. Now, he's already having a bad day because my sweet husband, (laughs) sweet husband pissed him off, right? So, of course, he's going to come after me. The minute that I tell the cop, I'm sorry, officer, I do not have any identification on me. He says, oh, okay, and sees his opportunity. He comes over to my side and he asks me, what is your name and your date of birth? Now, guys, 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 of course, of course. Now my husband realized what he got me into. Now it's too late, right? You didn't listen to me when I kept telling you, drive the right way. My husband always feels that we uh, as undocumented individuals should have the same rights as he does. And he doesn't understand that we don't, even though that California says we do, we don't, we don't. And this is a perfect example. So here the cop gets a hold of me and says, okay, give me your name and number, uh, your name and your date of birth. I already knew I had these warrants. Remember guys, I have these warrants from driving without a license, but I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not even driving. So when, when he's, when the cop tells me, okay, uh, let me go ahead and run your, your record, your name. Uh, and he goes back to his car. Uh, I look over to my husband and my husband is crying saying, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I didn't know. I am so sorry. They cannot do this to you. And he's going on and on and that he can tell him about my laws and, and my rights. And at this point, I just looked over to him and I said, just stop. Let me handle this. Yes, guys, not only was I scared. But I was so disappointed, so disappointed, guys, because someone that I trust and love put me in this situation when, honestly, I didn't even have to be. I wasn't even driving, right? But so the cop decides he wants to come back and ask me a few questions. And of course, they do this to see if you're honest or not. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you, if you get pulled over by a police officer and you are in my situation, I'm going to give you this advice. As scared as you may be, be honest. You don't have to let them know your status, but you can definitely be honest. And I'm going to tell you that I'm telling you this because of what I'm about to tell you. So the cop came over to my side and asked me, Have you ever been arrested? Yes, I have. And then he asked, was it driving without a license? I said, yes, it was. At that moment, the cop's whole personality 
and and his attitude towards me changed. He said, Maria, get out the car. So when I got out the car, he says to me, you do realize that you have two warrants, right, for your arrest, and I can take you in right now. I said, yes, I do understand that. He said, I am not going to do that to you today. I am going to give you this ticket here, but you must show up to court and clear it. You have to go to court and clear it. Guys, I felt that God was with me at that moment because he could have easily taken me. He didn't have to just give me a chance, right? Well, at least I thought he was being a nice cop. He's letting me go. And he's, he's, being, he's being compassionate with my situation, right? So he tells me, okay, just go take care of it. You have court on such, such date. He went over the whole ticket with me. He was very helpful, very nice, very courteous. So I don't have anything bad to say about the police. If anything, I respect them. I respect them for what they have to face every day, okay? So with that being said, the next words were, get back in your car and take care of it. So as I'm going back into the car, I said, wait, hold on. Are you going to give him a ticket? Because he doesn't, he didn't even have his seatbelt on. <laughs> he looked at me, he started laughing. And I said, no, officer, I'm being serious here. Are you going to give him a ticket? He said, no, just get in the car and go. I'm just going to let you guys go. You know, I, I know that I should have been happy and thankful for that. But I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little frustrated because how does he get to walk away? And here I am with a ticket, <laughs> right? With two warrants. Now three if I don't show up. And, and he just, he walks free like nothing. You know, that, that blew my mind. Yes, I'm happy that my husband didn't get a ticket, of course. But at the same time, I felt like, okay, um, what happened here? What happened? How did I get a ticket? How am I being punished when I'm just sitting here minding my own business? But anyways, so I knew that I had some warrants because obviously the cop just told me. Which bring us to today. Yes. August, I got pulled over. I was supposed to go to court. I didn't go. Of course, I didn't go. I didn't have the right documents. Why would I go? So once I failed to appear again for something that I didn't do, but yet I felt that I had no right. Because what what, what am I supposed to do in a situation like that people in my shoes understand right we get pulled over by the police even where if we're a passenger we're we still get scared especially if you're in a state where it's not like california sanctuary where the the police doesn't have the right to to ask you of your status or question you about your status and to me that's actually a blessing not only for me but everyone or for those associated with those like me, you know, like spouses, children, so so on. 
I couldn't just tell the cop, hey, you can ask me for my my information. I'm, I'm just a passenger, you know, I, I have to obey. And unfortunately, I, I can't. I can't fight that. At least I didn't want to because uh, fighting with a police officer under those circumstances uh, can turn out pretty ugly. And I'm glad that I didn't. Um, even though I didn't show up, uh, all of this from 2002 till August of 2021 uh, affected my process in some sort of way, uh, my immigration process today. So let me tell you something that that's going on or that just happened that to me is surreal. And I'm sharing this because like I've mentioned, maybe what I'm about to say, it's, it, might, it might not be a big deal to those that are documented or U.S. citizens, right? But uh, for those that are like me, um, to do what I, what I did, which was uh, to go apply for my driver's license, the DMV is uh, something uh, that I never thought would even happen the whole time that I was uh, or you know undocumented and didn't start the process because now I have my uh, ID from Argentina government issue my birth certificate um, I was able to walk into the DMV, apply for my driver's license. You know, uh, they do require, uh, if I, I, I was told that, and this is for those that are planning to do this, there is a special law that I'm going to link down below about uh, undocumented individuals in California who are able to get their driver's license as long as they have a birth certificate as well as uh, a passport, which makes the process a lot smoother and easier and faster um, or if you don't have a passport then just an ID uh, from your country mine's is called the DNI uh, other countries they may have uh, call it a matricula um, but pretty much you need those documents in order to go into the DMV and then apply for a driver's license And that's a pretty big deal because, you know, for 35 years, I, I didn't have that privilege. Um, I've been to the DMV many times, but doing uh, things for others, such as like renewing registrations for my jobs or just kind of doing little things here and there um, for, for, for my company, for the companies I've worked for. So to walk in there, uh, <laughs> I can't even uh, put it into words. Uh, definitely was an emo uh, emotional day. It was very exciting, but yet at the same time, I was so nervous. I study uh, very hard for my test. Now, if you don't have your passport, um, and I say that it's easier if you do, it makes it go a lot easier. Um, it's What they'll do is they'll make you go through a second review. And that means that you have to go through a, like another uh, process, which is, um, you know, you have to wait like five days, then you have to call a certain number and they will tell you, uh, okay, you're, you can go uh, like clear you and you can go take your, your actual driving test, you know, and then you get your, your actual driver's license. But meanwhile, until those five days to hold you over, they do provide you with, um, of course, if you pay for, for it at the time for, for the California driver's license, 
uh, which to me was like $39 plus I, I donated I put $2 for to be a donor because I definitely I always wanted to be a donor and I thought I was cool that I was finally able to decide I was able to decide to be a donor um, you know the, the time that I am here hopefully I don't have to use it but hey whatever you know so right now I'm actually at the second day uh, in three more days uh, as of tomorrow I can call and just go in take the driving test and get my driver's license which I'm stoked because with my driver's license I am able to do so many things I wasn't able to do before which I will be sharing in my podcast as I go along I don't want to spoil the surprises but man you have no idea what this done now check this out though I have to tell you what happened because if you're gonna go in there and do this if you are like me like I've mentioned to you um I I I had to deal with an issue from 2002 right in 2004 now the the reason why I say that uh it kind of interfered with my my process is because when when they fingerprint you at the DMV and they ask you for your name and your information right um they they run you and um, you pop up if you ever got a ticket or warrant or anything like that hey the DMV is gonna find out and sure enough um, everything was going very smoothly Uh, I was able to you know go through uh, several process so finally I got to this one window window 23 right and when I'm there there's this gentleman there he was very helpful but you know what Uh, he noticed that when he ran my my um, my name and my information with the fingerprints I he asked me if I lived at a certain city anytime before prior and of course you know I wanted to say no but uh, I am so glad that I'm honest person now and just you know face whatever I did wrong before so I was very honest and I said yes I did live in in that city and um his response was the the sweetest response I have ever heard and it took me like by surprise so he looked at me and said oh okay perfect well let me tell you what I'm gonna do um what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna clear these two warrants you have from 2002 and 2004 and the reason is because it's been too long and um what we'll do is we'll have you start fresh so you're gonna have to wait an additional 25 minutes but um that's just for us to call sacramento they can clear it and then we can move forward depending if you will have time you'll be able to take the test if not then you can always come back now if i would have had my passport i would have been able to do that but unfortunately i did not have my passport i went for it you guys i i did get my passport but the thing is it's going to take up to six months for me to get the actual physical uh passport so meanwhile i just have a paper that states hey yeah this is proof that you know she's getting her passport it has my name my address so and so and my id number but still it's not enough not for dmv it is it isn't so so right now i'm pretty anxious i'm excited i got to go through the process who cares if i have to go through a little more steps or jump through some more hoops than others who cares but this is like one step closer for me to accomplish my goals and i'll tell you what guys i'll tell you why this is so important 
if you're going to go through the process or you're going through the process, like I said, you need to have all your ducks in a row. And that means whatever mistakes you have done in the past, whether it's embarrassing or scared to, to fear or to faith, trust me, I know all of this because I'm actually walking through it right now. And let me tell you, I wouldn't advise anything to others that I wouldn't do myself. So I'm telling you guys to do this, clear everything up. Clear everything up uh, as as soon as you can before or during your process. And the reason why is because my my attorney advised me that I need to make sure that I clear those warrants. And the reason why is because FBI, like I've mentioned, they're going to run my fingerprints and they're going to run a background. Now, I've been a good person, but I know that I've, you know, I, I broke the, the law in the 2002 and 2004 and there's no reason for that. And what's the best thing in, in the world is that I was forgiven for that and given a new chance and an opportunity to be normal and not to fear to get into a car, whether I'm driving or being a passenger. And, and to me, this is break like it's a breakthrough because this is something that I wasn't able to accomplish, uh, nor was I ready to accomplish until now. So guys, I am finally getting closer and my warrants have been clear. So this means that I have nothing to worry about when it comes to my record. Why? Because I faced my past and I was willing to do whatever I had to do in order to clear everything so I can prove to immigration that my intentions are good and that I am a good person and I will do good things here in America. And that's my goal. Because I want to do great things. So doing this to me is like one check, uh, like checking off one thing off my list. And and that was a big thing because, you know, I thought that I had to go and spend some more money and go in front of a judge and kind of turn myself in and then show them, hey, you know what, here, here's my uh, proof that I'm trying to get my driver's license and, and do all of that. But instead, you know what, God was good to me. And I say this because I truly, truly believe this and 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 I was very blessed for those people to have done um, what they did. And let me tell you, I've I, I've heard a lot of things about the DMV, but today, you know, today, but the day that uh, two days ago when I went, or yesterday, sorry, I'm all excited. Um, it, it 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 was the best experience I have, I have ever experienced. They were so nice to me, and they treated me like I was normal. And even though they knew my situation, because it was obvious, you know, they, they were there for me and they did whatever they could to make this happen. And, and to me, that that meant so much. So DMV to me are heroes, <laughs> you know, and, and I just want to say that because I hear so many bad things. But I want to I want to give out a good review out there because to me as an undocumented, I was very nervous. I thought I was going to get like shunned away or looking look that different but you know what since I started this process the way people have treated me because I've been very blunt and honest about the whole thing um it it has truly threw me by surprise because I I never expected I never expected this much feedback this much support um how I'm being told daily um what how I uh you know how they they feel uh different now and in they, they have a place to go to and, and that's our goal here right so anyways i hope I, I know i took enough of your time this one this one was a little long but you know i just wanted to share my stories with you guys because i you know i want you to know that you know you're not alone these things happen and, and if you feel like you're the only one that that's 
that's always scared to get into a car or gets nervous uh you're not you know when i see a police officer i I get nervous and even though they haven't done anything to me nor now or in the past um i still feel like you know scared because if you catch someone on a bad day or in a bad mood or you know hungry uh your whole life can change not only yours but all your loved ones and everyone around you so uh, I'm pretty glad I, I I I got an opportunity to share this story. Hopefully, you guys learn a couple of things from it. Like, tell the truth always with the police officers, you know, and try to clear everything before you start the process. And if you haven't, you know, do it as you go along because it is a lengthy process. So you're able to do things uh, as you go along. Um, I would suggest to try to do them before because I'm doing it as I go along. And yes, it's a slow pace, but I feel pressured and under a lot of stress the whole time. And when I do accomplish these small little steps, uh, which are actually pretty big um, to me, uh, I I just there's a feeling of accomplishment that I never felt before because I never gave myself that kind of attention or investment invest. I never invested time to, into myself like I have lately. And it has been amazing. <laughs> so don't wait 35 years to, to do this, guys. If you're able to do it, go ahead and do it. Um, and, and I know it's hard because, like I said, I, I, I totally understand. I, I had to wait a long, long time to be ready, uh, not only mentally, but financially as well. Uh, and it's hard, you know, it's still hard. Um, but guys, you're not alone. I'm here. As you all know, uh, I will be uh, putting my email down below so you can always reach out to me. I am open to anyone that needs any assistance or just to feel validated. I'm here, guys. Also, I'll put my YouTube channel. Now, that one is just has a very few videos. It does have a lot of views. And I know it's because a lot of people uh, that have reached out to me felt like they've never seen anything like that before someone being so open about their status as i go along obviously there will be more uploads uh, more story times more personal things uh, you know just kind of vlogging the whole process uh, but meanwhile in between the little gaps that's what this platform is for uh, not only to share information and get informed but you know share stories experiences opinions thoughts because it all matters guys it really really does All right, guys, thank you so much for listening all the way through the end. My goodness, you guys are so loyal. I love you guys. And thank you, thank you, and I'll see you next time.